This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Yeah, and you know what it sounds like? That sounds like something that Doug Heffernan would have done in The King of Queens. <laughs> or Chris Farley in any of his movies. Exactly. Exactly. But I'll tell you what. Daisy. Whoops a daisy. <laughs> Excuse me, just trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> I, I will tell you what, as as a larger individual, the bathroom scene on the plane in Tommy Boy is entirely too lifelike of trying to move around inside an airplane bathroom. Oh God. Oh, it's gymnastics. That's your own personal form of the Olympics. It, <laughs> When I open the door, it's like a beautiful dismount. Yeah. Like you watch Simone Biles and you think, I've done that just in an airplane bathroom. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and always want you to be a part of the program on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. NFC this weekend, you've got some interesting challenges for some teams that we would legitimately uh, consider to be title contenders. We have got the Cowboys, which I think is still a little bit on the outside looking in, but for our purposes, I'll throw it in, hosting the Rams. And I think this is an exceptionally big game for them. The Eagles are visiting the Commanders, a team that we have seen over the years that consistently gives them trouble. Yep. Uh, The Bengals... In San Francisco this week, we see the 49ers as a contender. They obviously haven't played great the last couple of weeks. And you believe that Cincinnati is going to go in there and beat the 49ers in this game. And then lastly, we've got the Raiders and Lions. And yeah, okay, we don't need to do that. Bengals and the 49ers. Let's start there, Joseph, uh, on that game and what your take is as far as the ability of the 49ers to potentially win this game without Brock Purdy. Did some reporting this morning. Did some reporting. Please, people, no need for applause. It happens once every three to five years. I sent two texts. Wasn't a whole lot. And then I had a whole back and forth. How you doing? We should do dinner soon. All that stuff. So here's where we're at. I talked to two bookmakers in Las Vegas this morning. I reached out to the Westgate Superbook and I asked them, hey, what's the difference between Purdy and Donald when it comes to the point spread? Darnold, excuse me, Sam Darnold. Aaron Donald. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Mm. They said one and a half points. One and a half points, the drop off from Purdy to Sam Darnold. That's not exactly Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, if you catch Mm -hmm. my drift. And I think that's why we saw Niners minus five move to Niners minus three and a half after that news came out that Purdy was in concussion protocol. I also talked to my man Chris Andrews at the South Point. He's been doing this a long time. His opinion is very trustworthy. And I asked him, what do you make it? He said about two and a half. He goes with a little bit more of a drop, but he spoke very highly of Darnold, and then he also said he very much likes the Niners in this game, which gave me pause for how much I like Cincinnati in this game because his opinion is one I very much trust. So perhaps maybe I throttle back a little bit on Cincinnati, although I'm still making the play. I've, ha- I've made the play, so to speak. So I look at the situation here. I don't even think it's much about the quarterback. I, I see the one-and-a-half to two, two-and-a-half-point move. We're not going through the three key number three, so so be it. Even if Purdy goes, I like Cincinnati. Two weeks to get ready. Started two and three last year, I believe. Went to the AFC Championship game. Started five and four the year before that. Went to the Super Bowl. We've seen slow starts. So maybe this is that. Bye comes at a good time for Burrow to get healthy. Niners back-to-back road games. Cleveland, Minnesota. Minnesota was on a Monday night, so they got a short week here. No Debo Samuel. 
banged up Christian McCaffrey, banged up Trent Williams, Brock Purdy and concussion protocol. Four points feels like a lot. I think Cincinnati goes in there and gives them all they can handle, Carlin. Uh, listen, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I don't know that Cincinnati's going to go win that game, but I am curious as to what the situation here is with Brock because there seems to be an indication that we're headed in the direction of Darnold. First of all, here's Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider on SportsCenter last night at 6 p.m. Here's a little bit of a surprise. Brock Purdy was at practice today, and the Niners have not given up hope, despite the short week, that he can find a way to pass through concussion protocol and play on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals as the Niners look to snap a two-game losing streak. If they can't play, Sam Darnold would start in his spot, but it certainly sounds like Brock Purdy is going to have a chance to be out there Sunday against Joe Burrow. We'll see if he can get through protocol this week. Now, Kyle Shanahan has said that Purdy does not need to practice to play, even though he was out there yesterday. If he was in protocol, he's certainly not practicing fully. No NFL player, Joe, placed into concussion protocol this season has played in the same week. The last one to do that was Kenny Pickett last year uh, back in week seven and was cleared uh, was cleared to play that particular week. So I'm not expecting to see Purdy. I have... However, seen a lot of people that have been very quick to not worry about the 49ers' chances with Sam Darnold at quarterback. And I think that's foolhardy. Sam Darnold is nowhere near what Brock Purdy is right now when he's right. He's he's just not. You know, Purdy, I have to I have to believe that at some point the other night the concussion that it turned out he had that nobody knew that had to have played a role down the stretch in that game because a lot of times he doesn't take those kind of chances make those kind of mistakes so as i look at sam darnold in his history i get it there hasn't been a whole lot around him to work with but joe a lot of quarterbacks are in that position and sam darnold has never made anybody else around him better And I can't sit here and tell you that even though it's only a point and a half drop-off, that the drop-off isn't more considerable than that. I am fascinated by the narratives that will come out of this game if Darnold gets the start. I want Darnold to get the start just because I want to see what the offense looks like. If Darnold plays well, suddenly goodbye Brock Purdy MVP, goodbye all that. Man, Purdy's a great quarterback. And that doesn't mean he's not. It just means that's what the national narrative is going to be. Anybody who was knocking Purdy as a system quarterback, should Darnold play well, you're going to have those guys standing up going, see, I told you. And then there's the other option. Darnold goes in, he plays poorly, and now everyone says to themselves, my God, the Niners got a great quarterback in Purdy with the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Like that would be an incredible narrative as well. So no matter what, coming off this game, You've got some great stories. You've got the Niners potentially losing three in a row. You've got the Bengals potentially coming off the bye and losing again and people getting ready to stick the fork in them. We don't have a weekend loaded with great college and pro games. We really don't. But but this game offers a lot of intrigue, especially when it comes to Monday morning. I, I agree. And then there's the Eagles-Commanders game. How much trouble do you think the Commanders present for the Eagles this weekend, considering what the history is there? Great question. Point spread was Eagles minus six, got bet up to minus seven. So there was Eagles money that came in here. Now, on one hand, you make a great point. 
Washington has historically given Philly all it can handle. It is, after all, a divisional rival. They're going to get up for this game. But they just met a few weeks ago. Washington had a chance to win that game late. They didn't go for the two-point conversion. They went to overtime. They won the toss. They got the ball. They immediately got stopped. And then the Eagles went down, kicked the field goal, and won. And that feels like something that's done some damage to the commanders long-term. You pointed this out, and I'll just reiterate it right here. You lose to the Eagles 34-31. You follow that up with a 20-point beatdown at the hands of the Chicago Bears at home. Then you go find your way past the Atlanta Falcons 24-16. Then you lose to the New York Giants 14-7. For a team that started 2-0 with wins over Arizona and Denver, and now in hindsight, those don't look all that impressive, you have gone 1-4 since. So I think maybe Washington gets up for this game, but it's not going to surprise me if they roll over and die, Carlin, because yeah. last week they rolled over and died against the Giants. Yeah, I, and I think they sit on that and chew on that for the week, and then all of a sudden they show up and they have a massive game. Mm. Listen, I've had complicated feelings about the Eagles, yet I still feel like they're the best team in football. This has me concerned this mm. weekend. This definitely really? has me concerned. Yeah. I could see this being a game that they go in and lose. I, I honestly, listen. It's happened before. I mean, they yeah. lost to him last year. If I, if I remember, I didn't Carson Wentz beat him last Philadelphia. year. I think that was in Philadelphia. Wasn't that Monday night? They, wasn't that in Philadelphia too? I think it was. bring that up. Yeah, that was an ugly game. I don't know if yeah. it was Monday. That may have been the old Thursday nighter, but I'm not sure. Here, I'll bring it up. I'm looking okay. at it right now. We got, we're going back to last season. We're filibustering. We're talking. We're having a good time. You mm. lost to them. It was a Monday night. And the Eagles were coming off a Thursday game there. They had played so they Thursday, so they got plenty of rest. They lost 32-21. Yeah. And then there's – I just – I don't have a great feeling about Philadelphia, and that's the first time I really have said that this year. And then there's the Rams and Cowboys, and I think the Rams are going to give them big-time trouble. I really do. Now, First off, wait, 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 real quick. Would you take the seven with Washington? I would. Okay, good. That was it. I just needed the answer to that. Yeah, I would. I would take the seven. Um, just because it, it feels like it's more about the Eagles than it is about the Commanders right now. And then there's Rams and Cowboys. Now, we officially, for the ESPN Radio Pick'em, took the Cowboys minus six. I feel like this could be a closer game. I didn't have the best feel on it both ways, hence why I went with Joe. And that way, if we're right, I, we're right. And if we're wrong, I pin it all on him. So yep. it works out for well for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that, too. That That's just a... That's a great sign of teamwork right there. That's I remember a story like that coming out of Herb Brooks' 1980 U.S. Olympic team. Same yeah. thing. Very similar. Very similar. Uh, you guys lose this game. You're a bunch of losers. I carried you here. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Exactly. The, uh, people don't know this about the 1980 U.S. men's Olympic hockey team. Awful culture. Those guys hated each other. Yeah. There were some things that hit the cutting room floor in the movie Miracle. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, Rams-Cowboys. I do think the Rams are going to play this game very tight with Dallas. Yeah. I There's, man, I whether it's McCarthy, whatever it is. I know the Cowboys are good enough to go and win this game, but they're not going to do it to me in convincing fashion, Joe. And this feels like a game that if everybody wants to take them seriously, that they should be able to beat a team that is improved, but not as good as they are, not as talented as they are. Well, I'll tell you this, Mike McCarthy, let's see what you're made of. 11-5 and straight up, 12-3-1 against the spread when coming off the bye. I like what the Rams have done this year, but McCarthy has. And it's tough to say this given as much as we knock him, but he has been excellent with an extra week of preparation. 
Okay. Well, we were missing some more awkward silence, so we'll try to squeeze more of that in here. Wasn't sure if you were going to the break there or how we were going to handle Well, that's that, what I was supposed to do, Joe, me. but I don't do what I'm supposed to do all the time. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We don't take breaks. We're always here. Always we here. Are pre- Living the dream. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Don't forget the World Series is on ESPN Radio. Catch all the action tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. It is the Rangers and Diamondbacks game one on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. There is a chance that we see a quarterback play on Sunday that we did not expect to see at all this season. Plus, a little bit of breaking news regarding another quarterback. It's coming fast and furious on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking, breaking news? Well, yeah, that, that about sums it up. Officially, Ryan Tannehill out this week, Joe. He will not play for the Titans against the Falcons on Sunday. Will Levis and Malik Willis both expected to play in the game. We heard rumors that or reports earlier in the week that Levis may start, but Willis is certainly going to play. But again, not sure how that's going to play out, but those two guys are both expected to play in the game. So uh, to me, one of the great winning formulas in all of football is to play two quarterbacks, and I'm being facetious. Steve Spurrier was always great with that back in the day at Florida. I believe our own Jesse Palmer was was one half of that equation um, on more than one occasion. So we might have yeah. to check that out. But Life worked out well for him, though. He's okay. He, I mean, the guy doesn't age. It is shocking to me that we do not talk more about Jesse Palmer looking the same every day, every year for two-plus decades. It is incredible yeah. the way that man takes care of himself. God bless As him. for the Titans, like, I, I mean, on one hand, I get it if Will Levis isn't ready. You drafted him. He fell in the draft in the eyes of many, but to the NFL talent evaluators, like he wasn't worthy of that first-round designation that so many of us had put on him. So if he's not ready to go, I, I can kind of understand that. But Tannehill's gone after the season. You're not bringing him back. You know what he is. And you also know that your season's getting away from you here. You'd figure you'd want to get these guys out there. Like, even if it's not Levis, 
wouldn't you want Malik Willis out there? And if Malik Willis isn't ready to play and Will Levis isn't ready to play, then it's time to get back in the evaluation room and ask yourself what the hell you're doing. Why do yeah. you keep drafting quarterbacks who can't, who can't get on the field? Because there's a lot that's not making sense here with Tennessee. Two years in a row, you've used a pick, mid-round pick, higher mid-round pick on a quarterback. And I get it if they're not going to become Joe Montana, fine. But the Tannehill situation is done. It's played out. He's not good. He's not coming back. You're not going to the playoffs. Now is an evaluation period. You got to get these other guys out there to see what you have. And if Levis isn't ready, like I said, fine. But Malik Willis has been in the league more than a year. If you can't get him on the field, man, that's a swing and a miss. And if you can't get Levis on the field as well, what are you doing? How are you evaluating these quarterbacks? Well, when you're willing to do that, and and I don't know if they looked at last year with Willis when he slipped all the way to the third round, like, how do we not do this? How do we not take a chance with him? If they looked at it as just taking a flyer with a third-round pick, well, first of all, that's not a great mentality because third-round picks are supposed to be guys that can step in and help relatively quickly. Uh, But secondly, okay, I get it. And then you ended up taking Levis, at the top of the second round this year because he slipped and nobody expected him to, if neither one can play, I mean, what are we doing, you know, at that point? Also, why doing? is the strategy to keep drafting quarterbacks who slip? At some point, you probably have to ask yourself, uh, are these guys slipping for a reason? Yeah. Maybe we ought to make a couple of calls on that. Not that yeah. they didn't, but clearly the information they're getting, not the best. I, I will be curious to see them both. I thought Willis had a chance to be good, but – uh, we we certainly have not seen that so far. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. What we are going to see potentially this week, potentially, is something that I did not think we would see, at least for a few more weeks, and Joe didn't think we'd see all year. Kyler Murray was a full participant in practice on Wednesday, not on the injury report Thursday. This according to Josh Weinfuss, ESPN Cardinals reporter. The process for him playing will be a medical clearance, first followed by how ready he feels. It sounds like there's a chance Murray may play Sunday, but it doesn't sound like it's likely as of today. Evan, that was yesterday or was that today that that was tweeted out by Weinfuss? That was Wednesday. So here we are two days later, but not on the injury report at all. Frankly... We're going to run them out there. Not only are we going to run them out there when they have all of the guarantees, Joe, that kick into effect if he gets hurt beyond this season, but we're going to run them out there and seemingly maybe rushing him a bit. Oof. That's how bad organizations do things. I, I don't I, – I'm not really sure what's happening with Arizona. I, I, I'm it's, – it's, but I, should, I shouldn't be surprised, and I'm not surprised. I was under the impression Murray was just going to sit the whole year. Right? Like, you're just going to sit him down because I've watched guys come back from ACLs a lot quicker than he has. Right? Yeah. Like, based on when this happened and how far we are into the season, there are guys that have come back much quicker than that. Now, that shouldn't be a knock on Murray because everyone heals differently. So, I don't want it to seem like a knock. But given the injury, you know, there, I guess, was reason to believe he might be available earlier. Now they think at this point in the season with it completely lost, let's, let's not kid ourselves, the Cardinals aren't coming back to do anything. They've lost four straight by, by double digits. Why would you want to put them out there? There's, there's two, two ways this goes. One, you throw them out there, and I guess you're possibly evaluating them to see if you want to bring them back. But if you put them out there and he gets hurt and he can't pass a physical, like you could end up being on the hook long-term for about $76 million, like the guaranteed money for him over the next three seasons. 
I don't know if that's something you really want to take the risk of. You saw this with the Raiders, and it's not a great example, but with the Raiders late in the season last year shutting down Derek Carr, they didn't want to risk him getting hurt so that they were on the hook for the contract the next year. Now, they ended up letting him walk for nothing because they weren't able to trade him, and that whole thing ended up being somewhat of a disaster for the organization. But back to Murray, I, I it, if you're playing him, you have to at least think to yourself, I guess maybe – Maybe we think there's a chance he comes back next year. And if you're thinking about bringing him back next year, woof. Like, do you all of a sudden automatically think he's going to turn into a leader? He's going to turn into a culture guy? He's going to end up working really, really hard? Like, that's always been the knock against him. It's not like he's been in the league for one year and he's a young guy. He's been around long enough to show you who he is, Carlin. Well, remember earlier uh, last week when we had Kevin Clark on uh, from This Is Football Omaha Production, Kevin told us, that it seems like so far the indications are that he's been hitting it off with the new regime. This to me is the most fascinating thing. So there's some reports in Arizona that Kyler and the new regime were actually hitting it off, which surprised me. I thought, I think we all thought that the Cardinals have two top 10 picks coming their way. They control the draft. Someone somewhere gets one of those top two picks, and all of a sudden they have a new quarterback, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then they figure it out with Marvin Harrison or Joe Walt or one of these guys. The Cardinals look a little better, at least more competitive, than we thought they were going to be. Wouldn't you rather have Kyler, who's at least established himself as a guy who can play well in the NFL, plus two other luxury pieces? That could be Marvin Harrison. That could be any of the three tackles who are going to go in the top half of the first round. Um, that could be Keon Coleman from Florida State, Brock Bowers if he gets healthy. Listen, they're going to need a lot of help no matter what. But at the same time, uh, that's an instance where even if you like him here long term, you still don't need to do this to yourself in case. You still don't need to. Also, just out of curiosity, with him not taking any snaps, not practicing at all, not working out through OTAs, through training camp, not playing any games and not being in the locker room or on the sideline during crucial moments as the starting quarterback of the team. How can you evaluate this and say, we really like what we see? Yeah. Like those are all the things, all the things you've seen are the first date things. All of us look good on the first date. Do you know why? Because the person we're dating isn't meeting us. They're meeting our agent. They're meeting the person (laughs) you send out there to open doors and bring flowers and clean up. Like, we all know how it is. The first few dates are very different than where you are in the relationship a few years down the road. You put on airs. Everyone does this. It's okay to admit it. But that's what's happening there. So the whole idea of, man, we we really like what we've seen. You haven't seen anything. You haven't seen him in the fourth quarter of a game down 21. You haven't seen him in the locker room of a tight game leading the troops. You haven't seen any of that stuff yet. All the stuff that matters, you've seen none of it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, from the weird things teams are doing to the weird things they're saying. They said, what? That's next. After Joe has this from our friends over at the O'Reilly Auto Parts. The great people of O'Reilly who insist Joe Fortenball be the man with the plan for all their action. Not Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenball. Now, that might be made up because Carlin and I are both fans of O'Reilly Auto Parts because when you need auto parts, O'ReillyAuto.com is just a click away. They offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly. Order online at O'ReillyAuto.com and pick up for free at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. You can also have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over $35. Get your order fast with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Visit O'ReillyAuto.com today this is the carlin versus joe podcast on espn radio
Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Had it come? FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. They said what? What? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't. I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said what? Never not funny. <laughs> Never not funny. Always uh. catches me off guard. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Don't don't forget to tune in for Football Action Sunday. Dolphins hosting the Patriots. Coverage begins noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Did Levy go down on Tuesday for that game? <laughs> Since it's in Miami. <laughs> I'd have to imagine, yeah. When you have that yeah. kind of juice. Oh, yeah. oh we, I got to cover a game in Miami. I'm going to need to leave about three weeks early. I, I thought of him the, the other day when I saw that the Bahamas Bowl is going to be played in Charlotte. Oh, maybe I'll get the call for that game now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, Joseph, let's get to it. First off, Arthur Smith, Falcons head coach, on if he plans to meet with Mike Vrabel before the game. Maybe post-game. After Vrabel and I do the best swap. Um, Are you really going to do a best swap? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't mention it. I got to ask. Oh, I heard to do it. Why don't you ask Mike? Are they talking tomorrow? Oh, ask Mike. Open the open the, his press with that. Can't wait to hear his answer. I'll just say, yeah, say, I heard you uh, DM'd coach on your social media platform, on whatever, TikTok or whatever. That's what me and Vrabel communicated. We communicated on TikTok, so he reached out. Ask him that. I, I can't wait. Now you got to do it. You got to do it, right? The rules there. Am I going to get fined if I don't do a vest swap? A guy doesn't do a jersey swap? I, I don't know if I've ever heard a more middle-aged sentence in my life than we're going to swap vests. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? And then he goes on to say, you know, when I'm going to DM him on, on the TikTok. Like... I, Do you sound any more middle-aged? There, there's a photo out there. You got to find it. It's stumbled across m- my social feeds a bunch, but probably because I'm located in Las Vegas. But there are these two dudes in, like, the center of the floor at the MGM Grand after, like, a long Saturday night. They're both shirtless, and they're both holding up each other's night shirt. They had switched. <laughs> they had switched, like, their going-out shirts, like you would at the end of a football game. And they were both standing there, like, mean-mugging the photo. Like doing it like, you know, like a Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley would do or something like that. It was awesome. It's an awesome photo. I suggest you look for it. Oh, that is phenomenal. (laughs) Up next, Chris Olave, the Saints wide receiver who at a traffic stop uh, was really committing one of the cardinal sins after being pulled over, especially when it involves reckless driving. Everybody was safe. Nobody was hurt, thankfully. But he did say something that you never say. I need you to stand right over here by my car. Yeah. I play for the Saints, man. And <laughs> that is the, the football equivalent of do you know who I am? 
Well, what's so bad about that? I, not because not the reckless driving. Work. It makes it worse. Well, wait. Does it always make it worse? Are we sure that there aren't situations where guys say this and then then it's possible people think, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't realize who you were. You know what? I'm a huge fan of the team. Maybe I'll give you a warning." Maybe I just well listen. If there's a sliver, don't you want to play that card? No, because they're more likely that it's going to potentially make it worse how they handled the situation. Well, how does like it get worse? Well, I don't know. Is he getting rougher? You know, as he's getting put in the car, all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing: I'm not saying anything that might make them think that I deserve to be treated better than anybody else. That's what I'm doing. So you're just going down honorably. I'm going down quietly. I'm not saying anything who I am, and that's it. And then that's you're it. hoping the fact that you play for the Saints down the road ends up leading to leniency with the judge and all that. Exactly. Let them figure it out, okay. not me. Let okay. them figure it out, and maybe it'll work in my favor that I didn't use that, if that makes sense. It feels like wide receivers – I'm not even going to get into it, but there's a lot of this speeding, and it it's it, to see – I mean – it just feels like we're coming across a lot of this the last few years. I don't know if more of this is surfacing. I don't know if it's actually happening more often than not. I don't know if because we record things more, we find out more about it. But there seems to be a lot more reckless driving than I remember 10, 15 years ago. Here's Tyreek Hill speaking of wide receivers on why he missed practice on Wednesday. Is there much pain? Do you have an injury? Or are you fine for Sunday? No, nah, I just wanted some attention, man, because... My mom went talking to me yesterday, so I needed some attention from somebody. No, I'm good, though. Good. Plan on okay, playing on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, baby, I'm good, baby. I love that. I just wanted some attention. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. You know what, guys? I'm questionable this week. Why? I feel like I haven't gotten the love I deserve. Yeah. I would like more questions asked at my locker after practice each day. Is that so much to ask? Well, sir, you, you're the backup long snapper. We don't traditionally ask those questions. Sir, but. this is a Wendy's drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's chasing 2,000 yards this season. He looks like he could really smash some records this year. It's a season worth following. No matter what happens with the Dolphins, at the very least individually, he could be in line for some history this year. Finally, Gronk, uh, former Patriots tight end. Of course, the future Hall of Famer on Up and Adams with Kay Adams on FanDuel TV. Did not love the way the Patriots celebrated in the win over Miami. Whenever we celebrated just a little bit, we would get hounded. They just won one game, and they celebrated, like, more than we would when we won a Super Bowl. That was, like, one of the most absurd celebrations. Like, I'm like, wow, they, they won a game. They, they went that crazy. Like, they're acting like they've never been there before. Yeah, that was that win over Buffalo, and uh, that's interesting. And it, it kind of tells you where the mindset is of the team right now. They know how difficult it is to get any win anymore. Yeah, that's an excellent point because what you've seen this season is a team that's 2-5 and five through seven games. And going into that Buffalo win, they had lost 38-3 to the Cowboys, 34-0 to the Saints, and 21-17 to the Raiders. It was a really bad run right there. Really bad. So they put 29 on Buffalo. It's a big upset. Yeah, celebrate it. Have fun. But it definitely looked like you hadn't been there before. Joe, let me ask you a question. Yep. You like the juice? You like you like the juice? I like the juice. Yeah. Well, we got juice, and it is on the way. A chance to risk a little bit of money doing a lot of money. Oh, we like the juice. It's next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Final pizza money of the show. We go to college football. The Troy Trojans minus six and a half over the Texas State Bobcats. Troy got steamed earlier this week from minus four and a half up to minus six and a half for good reason. The Trojans cooking with gas over the last month of the season. Since September 23rd, they are 4-0 straight up, 3-1 and against the spread, thanks to a stout defense that's permitting an average of just 8.5 points per game during that stretch. Texas State... Yes, they are an impressive 5-2 and two on the season, but that record has made them a bit overvalued here as they've played some relatively favorable scheduling spots to date. They've gone against some teams that have played backup quarterbacks, things of that nature. Final pizza money of the weekend, Troy Trojans, minus 6.5 over the Texas State Bobcats. He's got his hands on some awfully good picks in some college football, including Troy State. That is your good hands moment of the week. Brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. The bigger the parlay, Show me the, money. the more it will pay. It's big money. Very big money. It's time to head into the control room for this week's producer parlay. Once again, for those who are unfamiliar, this is all about generosity. The generosity that Joe and myself are showing to the knowledge of the folks behind the scenes. The producers, they need to feel appreciated. They're the ones, they're the real heroes. That's what they are. Yep. And so, Joseph, each and every week, we give them an opportunity to win big with our money. Explain. We do. As a thank you to the people who work so hard behind the scenes on these radio shows, we front the cash for what's known as the producer's parlay. Each of eight radio shows, the producers, the board ops, they work hand in hand to make eight selections that we wheel into a parlay. Carlin and I front the cash, and if they win, they get it. All that money is theirs. If they want to kick the initial investment back to us, feel free, but there's no obligations. Unfortunately, this is just a big black hole that I'm dumping money into right now alongside Carlin because these damn producers haven't figured out how to win any of these just yet. It's not going well. It's not going well, but we turn it over to our producers to let you know what this week's producer parlay contains. Evan Wilner, the floor is yours. Yeah, we're circling the wagons. Here with the producer parlay, we're about. And nobody circles the wagons like the ESPN radio producers. That is true. <laughs> so, uh, going heavy on the Giants Jets game here this week. The unsportsmanlike bet is Garrett Wilson anytime touchdown. Greeny is going Dalvin Cook under fourteen and a half rushing yards. Freddie and Harry Rams plus six. Amber and Ian, Alvin Kamara, anytime touchdown. So you got two from Jets Giants there and then two others. Dalvin Cook under 14 and a half rushing yards is very interesting because we know that phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or the oil, whatever it is. And so I guess I shouldn't have led with we know the phrase because I don't know the phrase clearly. (laughs) But uh, now that we're past that part of the debauchery here, um, if, if Cook's complaining gets him some more touches against the bad Giants team that hasn't done great against the run, you could you could see a few carries getting him over 15. I'd be worried about that, boys. I'd be a little yeah. worried about that one. He needs yeah. 17 carries to get 14 yards. I've watched every <laughs> Jets game this year. <laughs> All right. Handman, part two, go. All right, part two starts with our pick here on Carlin versus Joe, and it's going to be Mike Gusecki, anytime touchdown, 
versus his old team, the Dolphins, this week. Game night. They're also going to the Jets-Giants game this weekend. They're picking the G-Men, plus three. Um, That's a home game for them, though. Uh, The Paul Feinbaum Show, Alvin Kamara, as well, over four and a half catches, receptions, that is. And then the remotes, Dallas Goddard, over three and a half receptions, minus 150. I'm a little surprised that Handman did not have uh, us picking, you know, cockfighting in Kyrgyzstan as opposed to, you know, going with Mike Gusecki anytime touchdown uh, plus 450. Was that, That's a juicy that's one That's the right biggest there. juice on, on the parlay that's, here. It is. That's, a, that's going to make this thing pop when we look at the final numbers for what this is worth. Camaro over four and a half receptions. I got to be honest, I didn't even know the Saints were playing this week. And nobody's on the bye this week. I should have known. Who are the Saints even playing? Let's Anybody? Uh, that says yeah. everything you need to know about exactly. Saints football. <laughs> Saints I saw that. I'm like, I in thought the Indianapolis. Saints were the bye. They are Indianapolis. in Indianapolis. Oh, my God. Indi- well, Indy's been exciting this year. They've been in a lot of exciting games. Oh, my God. The Camaro, Saints. though, that's a good bet. The um, is- over four and a half receptions. Derek Carr's been checking down to him nonstop. That is just how little we think of the Saints. None of us had a clue. In that moment, wow. And I write all these games up during the week. Like, the fact that I didn't know. You know who's going to be watching that game? Anybody with YouTube TV multi-view. That game is going to be all over the 1 o'clock. That game better not even be on single view. I don't want that game even on the the, the device. That game shouldn't even be made available. I want to see that multi-view with that game in every box. I'll tell you one that's going to be a tough watch, too. As much as I like C.J. Stroud, Houston Carolina has just... Yeah, that has that has dental surgery written all over it. It does. Frank, it honestly does. Frank so Reich. what is the payoff here? Yeah. Frank Reich also doesn't want to watch that game. It is <laughs> plus four thousand uh, forty seven thousand one hundred and twelve. What? Uh, so twenty dollars. Make it easy for everybody. Twenty dollars wins nine thousand four hundred and forty two dollars. Jeez, you guys are going for it. I love the gumption. Wow. We should be tweeting this out. You should take a picture of this to tweet it yeah, out on the Carlin versus Joe Twitter page at Carlin versus Joe so that any other fellow degenerates who want to tag along would have the opportunity to. This is something. Handman going for the plus 450. If this thing cashes, Handman should be getting probably, or you too. Who, Wilner, were you involved in that pick as well, or did you turn it over to Handman? All Handman. Him, man. Yeah, you guys should be kicking him a few extra bucks on this one because he he basically, I mean, it's more than it's like triple what this is normally worth. I mean, this is this is bigger than a superfecta at the Meadowlands for Pete's yeah. sake. This is the type of thing you see at Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> we could sit here and name tracks all day. We really could. <laughs> Who you got in the fourth in the Finger Lakes? <laughs> I'm too, I'm, hey, listen, I am way too concerned about the eighth at Gulfstream, okay? <laughs> Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. By the way, there is a World Series that begins tonight. Ooh. And the Texas Rangers and their journey will bring them to the World Series. The Arizona Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. At the end of the day, we're all internally motivated. I don't think we need extra, but when you get extra, it's like a glass of iced tea. You add, add a little bit of honey and a little bit of lemon to it. It tastes perfect. Didn't really get concerned with, you know, what the outside or the big pundits or experts thought about us, and so that's how we approached it. Uh, it's time for the Progressive Major League Baseball Snapshot. I am in Texas. I am in Dallas. I am going to games one and two as a fan is Maybe everything bigger down there? 
Well, I'm here, so yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of big things here for sure, and I am uh, I'm going to the game tonight. I'm trying to scout out. The, you know, the Globe Life Field has got some of the most bizarre food options, so we'll put that up on social media uh, at Carlin versus Joe at that guy Carlin on Instagram, and of course uh, at Jay Fortenbaugh on Instagram. Uh, I feel like that's part of it. But really here, this is not the first time in my life that Chris Russo, the Mad Dog, has screwed me over because he has provided more than you would ever need in terms of the Diamondbacks and their motivation. And then he didn't go and retire. He's doing some other stunt for Howard Stern. So the Diamondbacks are still, still hammering him on that and the last thing i need is for them to have extra motivation when the rangers are minus 174 favorites in this series all right first of all the idea of extra motivation when you're playing in a world series i'm not really sure that exists i think you're properly motivated going into the greatest series in the history of your life do, do, not you did you think some guys were limping into this thinking eh, whatever it's like a it's like a late june tuesday through thursday set at oakland <laughs> but yeah mad dog mad, i mean what are we going to do about this you and i haven't addressed this either people are calling for the retirement you can't say you're going to retire and then not retire and now i i understand i think he he got out in front of his skis a little bit here <laughs> but i also don't want to know a world without the mad dog that's the my idea problem. of a radio host going too far is a world i don't want to live in <laughs> It's not going to be good for us. Are you confident in your boys? Uh, No. I'm never confident. Come on. You've been so bummed out through this whole thing. You should be excited. Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Pray for me. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.